Hello everyone, it is your host, David. Uh, I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a listener of the Geek Garage podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, If you like to support the show, uh, there are several ways to do it, but there are three main ways that help us out greatly. The, and the first two happen to be the easiest and the cheapest ways for you. Uh, the first is to simply subscribe to the podcast um, if you haven't done so already. Um, and if you have, thank you very much. Um, if you haven't, um, you should get on that. <laughs> um, and then after you subscribe, you can get a friend too. And uh, the second way is to leave us a rating and review uh, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, I think we're on a couple others out there. Um, also, if there's another platform that you use podcasts for and you don't see us, uh, let us know and we will try and rectify that. The third way is to visit our merch store which is at uh, geekgaragepodcast.threadless.com. There's also a link for that on our website, uh, geekgaragepodcast.com. You can pick up some cool stuff like... uh, like t-shirts and tank tops and we got other kinds of stuff too like mugs and you know mouse pads and shit like that um so yeah our episode today is amazing uh we had such a great time we welcome back jamie bruder and katie fenley who of course were here for our game of thrones episode that we did uh, a couple weeks ago whenever that was and uh, we had a blast talking about HBO original series uh, and specifically uh, why HBO series ha- kind of tend to be so friggin successful. So that was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and go. All right, well, DJ Daddy is in the building. <laughs> with Jamie B and Katie oh. with the C are in the building. What? 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 Today we got an excellent show. I I can't really talk like that the whole time. Excellent show. Excellent show. Now you just need some sound effects like in Parks and Rec. Right. Like I run the douche. I run the douche. <laughs> that was the douche talking. Just fart noises. Right. It, it grows and it smells. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. Um, I am your host, David. Today, uh, we actually welcome back two older co-hosts uh, slash guests, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Jamie Bruder. Hi. Hello. How are you? Feeling great. Good. Real good. Mm. <laughs> we just got some coffee that helped. I know I needed yeah, it it's so excellent. bad. Yeah, I, I went and grabbed a Red Bull. Our uh, hearts during might lunch. explode in the middle of the episode. That would be awesome. That's just a chance we'll have to take. Yeah, I guess I'm so. Willing. All right, and we got Katie as well. Katie with a C. Hi. Uh, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm good. Excellent. Uh, you might recognize them uh, if you listen to our Game of Thrones podcast. They helped us out. Um, so did Mark Conwell. Um, but he wasn't invited to this one because he sucks. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark, Poor if you Mark. happen to listen to this episode, I don't think he really listens to podcasts much. But if he happens to listen to this one, Mark, I'm just kidding. Marky Mark. 
Yeah, Mark. Uh, is, is that what you call him? No, but it's a good name. <laughs> well, you should call him that. Right, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. today. Yeah. All right. Well, today we are talking about uh, something that I uh, I think is going to go over really well. I'm pretty excited to talk about it. Uh, we are going to talk about HBO original series, um, and in particular, the success of HBO original series. Um it seems like HBO is kind of the leader as far as uh, the the original series that they put out and how stellar their content is. We're going to talk about kind of like their special sauce, what we think kind of makes them, uh, uh, you know, a little bit uh, above the grade. And then we're going to, uh, our second segment is kind of be going to be like a top three where we're going to each list off our top three favorite original series um, and tell a little bit about why we like it and uh, kind kind of tie into our overarching theme, which is, you know, the success. Uh, we're going to talk about why we think these shows are successful. And then we're going to close out with our third segment, which we're calling The Pitch, which is basically going to be us. Uh, we've all picked one show, and we're going to basically pitch that one show to each other like I've picked one show that Jamie hasn't seen before and then Katie has picked a show that I haven't seen and then of course Jamie had to be the odd one out and she picked a show that all of us has seen (laughs) Um, so she is going to pitch it to all of you viewers she actually has the best job of everyone Um, I was thinking of all of you listening yes all of you listening (laughs) So, yeah, she's going to be pitching to y'all. So, yeah, you want to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Cool. All right, well, let's let's talk about, uh, we'll start with segment one, which makes sense instead of starting (laughs) with segment two or three. Uh, I I think one is the first number. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the uh, special sauce. The, uh, that good burger sauce. Oh my gosh, that was exactly what went really? in my head. Yeah. Yes, the good, good, but welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Huh? <laughs> Strawberry jacuzzi, huh? I'm a dude. He's, He's a, a dude. dude. She's, She's a dude. Because we're, we're all dudes. dudes. Hey. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think Good Burger was on uh, HBO Go at one point in time. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's not that oh, interesting. Oh, like the but movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, like it was like it was on their movie list yeah. to watch online. That's streaming. one that I haven't watched since I was little. It holds up. Really? It, it, I mean, it, yes, it's corny as fuck. Uh-huh. Uh, but seriously, like, I mean, you watch it and you're like, okay, yeah, this is kind of like, you know, not bad, but just like really corny. Yeah. But it's still really fun to watch. Okay. You know, like some movies, they don't really hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so we just the, got so derailed. No, it's. I mean, we start talking about Good Burger, and obviously the the conversation is going to go uh, in a different direction for a few minutes. Yeah, you had a good tie-in. Um, so HBO is. It's not TV. It's HBO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's special. And with that, they can do a few things that basic cable and premium cable and whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, they can do and get away with a lot of things that those channels can't, which primarily is boobs. Yep, and killing people. Yep, boobs, dicks. killing people, <laughs> pussy, <Boobs>. dicks. <laughs> death. Death. Um, dicks and Dicks and death. <laughs> <laughs> That's the special sauce. Dicks that and is death oh. is the special sauce. <laughs> All the secretions. Oh, no. <laughs> what would you say, secretions? 
Uh, I, I don't know. I think you might have topped me in the gross category. Actually, I don't think that HBO shows secretions, so that might be worthy. <laughs> <laughs> what if they came up with a show called Secretions? Um, no. We should move I'm on. I'm imagining that would be like a sci-fi drama. Right. Secret secretions. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's this secretion? Yeah, and it might be a controversial show, which uh-huh. I think is like their other kind of... I think a lot of what they do is a little... It pushes the boundaries, I guess. Truth. But they're able to do it because, like, not everybody has HBO. Like, you're signing... You know what you're getting yourself right. into. Right. It's adult content, except yeah. for Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Do you yeah. guys remember... Um, the show, it was like Crash Box or something like that. And mm. it was on HBO and it came, it was like an after school show and it had like puzzles and games and stuff. No. It's not ringing a bell. I, I didn't have HBO until like I was a full grown adult. Like, yeah. I think we might have had it intermittently, like growing up, uh, but we were poor as fuck um, because. There was me and my two other brothers, so my parents couldn't really afford such luxuries. But we might have had it once or twice, like when they were running a special where mm-hmm. you know on your cable package where like you got it free for, you know, a month or something like that. My mom was really big into HBO. Like my That's cool. So my parents are divorced and whenever I would go and visit my dad on Thursday nights, my mom would tell him specifically do not bring her home. Bring her home before nine o'clock or after nine thirty because she was watching Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Do not do bring not. her home in the middle of Sex in the City because right. then it's not good for all of us." Because at the time you couldn't like pause it. Yeah. She, oh, then yeah. she'd have to be like, "Okay, thanks, bye, go to your room." What and, a. And there could be something bad going on. Right. <laughs> Sex in the City that that came on. Was it like right before The Sopranos? It was probably well, around the same time. Like, I, I mean, I like, as, as far as, like, on the Sunday night lineup, like, like what did or, it... I guess it was Sunday night, not Because I remember, nights. like, um, like my parents, I, I think one of the times that they actually subscribed to HBO was for The Sopranos and for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. I think Sopranos was early 2000s, and then, yeah, I guess um, Sex and the City was, like, late 90s. Yeah, it was definitely in the 90s yeah. when it started. Yeah. And it would have been, yeah, Sunday is right, too. That would have been another time that I would have been coming home from my dad's house, so that makes sense. Right on. All right. Um, well, Katie, you have uh, you said you wrote down a few things that you think yeah. kind of makes uh, makes the, the, the ingredients in the special sauce. Well, we kind of already touched on, I think, like, the fact that they're able to, like I said, push the boundaries with sex and violence and controversial issues <clears throat> and just... Sh- show content in general right um and so and part of that is because they're a premium channel which leads me to my next point is that you know the exclusivity of a subscription only channel i think like you said not everybody has hbo so i think it's this you know when you find other people who now it's a little more prevalent because you can have hbo go people download stuff online illegally whatever but i think that when you connect with people, like, oh, you watch that show too, or whatever, right. it's a little bit more exclusive. Sure. Um, so I think that that's definitely part of it as well. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I actually wrote down something. I, I don't know if you guys will agree with this or not, but I put that down that having different directors on for like a show like 
when I was doing research on a couple of the shows, like my favorite shows, I realized, I mean, I knew before, but I uh, kind of reminded myself that a lot of those shows, they have different directors for every episode. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helps round out the season or the series as a great series, because sometimes it'll touch on like really serious topics. And then sometimes the the, the show will have like lighter moments mm-hmm. and that's when it kind of pays to have different directors that can kind of that know how to handle that change in tone um, instead of just having depending on one director that can handle it all not to say that those directors aren't out there because they definitely are but I think I think having that especially for you know TV mm-hmm. that kind of makes a little bit more sense I mean having two directors on a movie is a little less common but yeah that's that's one of the things that I kind of came up with yeah that makes sense on the same token i think that the variety of content that they offer so obviously we're kind of focusing on television series within that they've got really serious dramas they have comedies that get really serious they have a variety you know they have their like weekly news kind of shows um more like sketch comedy kind of stuff right Um, like i don't know if you guys remember tracy allman and yeah. now she's back. Like, you know, shows like that where it's kind of, or high maintenance. Have yeah. you guys watched that at all? Uh, I think you told me to watch that. Yeah, yeah you were a big Which one is high maintenance? So it's about a weed delivery guy in New York. Oh, okay. So he's kind of the central familiar. character, but each episode is like about all of these different people that he's delivering weed to. So mm. kind of like the one you're watching that I haven't watched yet, The Room 104. Room 104, yeah. So like just different stuff like that but then they also have had really great documentaries and you know investigatory i guess you would say like (laughs) kind of series too you word um, really good thank you like uh the jinx okay oh gosh Yeah. yeah and stuff where like i mean that's like i mean they those are my favorite crimes yeah so I think that that's the variety of content and like children's programming and getting exclusive movies and things like that. So yeah, I, think I mean, that you touch on too. like the content and the directors and like another important part of that would be the actors. I mean, yeah. for certain shows, you have very well-known actors who you've seen in a variety of different shows and movies, but you also get these up-and-coming actors who yeah. this might be their first big role and you know landing yeah. it on HBO just kind of kicks off their career which means right. that HBO had to do, like take a chance on them mm-hmm. too yeah. you know like insecure Issa Rae yeah. like she's very established at this point but they had to take a chance on her she mm-hmm. hadn't i don't think she had done a lot of stuff have you guys seen nope. um this is so obscure have you guys seen um uh oh my god foul play with Chevy Chase and uh, Goldie Hawn. No, it no. was on HBO, I think, for a little bit, too. But there's, like, a really cheesy intro. And it's like, okay. I'm ready to take a chance again. And she's, like, <laughs> driving down the coast in California. And she so was smoking hot. Of, oh, so hot. Her, like, feathered, like, oh, middle yeah. part hair. Mm. Anyway. Sexy. She's special sauce right there. <laughs> <laughs> I got your special sauce. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's my wife's special sauce. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if it's cool, we'll move on to segment numero dos, which is our uh, top three. 
And like I said earlier in the show when we first started, it's pretty simple. It's just a list of uh, our top three favorite shows. I probably didn't even need to fucking explain it to you. <laughs> Thanks for Stop mansplaining, um, David. <laughs> hey, if I have an audience of both men and women, then I think technically it's not mansplaining. Well, maybe you're mansplaining to half of them. But you also have two women in the room. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't, I obviously wasn't explaining it to you because you're prepared for this. I am. I have notes. You can hear them. Yes. I, I, I have notes, but they're on a computer. I type on my keyboard. I'm old but school. I'm afraid I accidentally shut off the podcast. Anyways, who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. Yeah? Yeah. Let's get her done. And I think it's good to know. <laughs> Sorry, that was gay. <laughs> I mean, stupid. Like, it's just real redneck. CMT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got CMT on us. <laughs> um, no, Did you know that Larry the Cable Guy actually doesn't talk like that? He actually has like a normal voice. Like his whole like, you know, good old boy redneck routine yeah. was like just a. Well, he was another person who took advantage of that fan base. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Jamie. Including number 45. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, so I guess it's probably good to start that um, Game of Thrones. Yes, it made my top three and most likely all of yours, mm-hmm. but we won't go into. Yeah, that's that was a disclaimer, right? Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Um, that was a disclaimer that we we're going to throw out there at some point in time early on in the show that, that Game of Thrones is obviously one of the, the not the, just biggest shows on HBO, but of all time so uh, but we already talked about it a couple episodes ago so we uh we allowed uh, ourselves to put it in our top three but if it did make our top three then we're not really going to talk about it a whole lot so with that being said jamie go ahead yes my number one is game of thrones yeah it blows any other show out of the water i just i thought you were just gonna say it blows every other show <laughs> It blows it every does. <laughs> I don't know. I think it gets blown, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but my other two that occupy the top three are Westworld and Girls. So Westworld being two and Girls Westworld being... Westworld being three, actually. So Game oh. of Thrones, Girls, Westworld. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Sandwich a nice little comedic drama in the middle of that. Sure. <laughs> Uh, what um, so for girls? Why do you think that that show? Uh, what what's the success of that show? What, what would you attribute some of its success? Yeah, uh, girls is just an all around very well written, lovely Dunham to death. I think she just is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has that comedy, but it also touches on very real topics. Um, without kind of going too deep into those, you know, there's a slight comedy to it. Um, what I loved most about it and what actually got me started, I didn't start watching it until like season six was out. Oh, um, okay. And, but I, you know, people had told me to watch it. Right. I think a big incentive is that the episodes are very short. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a bit of content packed into, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can breeze through it. It's a good binge show. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody gets naked at one point. Mm-hmm. That's incentive for some people. She gets naked a lot. Yeah, she. We were talking <laughs> about that yesterday. She. Uh, yeah, she's she's definitely not afraid to bear it all. But it's cool. Like, I mean, I'm I'm all about seeing naked chicks. Yeah. Like, it's my favorite. <laughs> Same. She well, does her like. 
and it's her thing. Yeah. It's nudity, and but it's more than nudity. It's like a feel good about yourself. Yeah, I I think that's one of the uh, the most important things about that show. Not the fact that she get well. I mean, yes, the fact that she gets naked, but not because she gets naked. It's be like I feel like it's it's very much a show geared towards millennials about millennials. Mm-hmm, exactly. It just. The, the struggles that um, and I'm not trying to say like oh woe is you know me as a millennial but it's like millennials on a very extreme side of the spectrum yeah yes. that's one thing that I'll say about it is a lot of people who badmouth it or didn't like it they're just like I can't stand them I can't stand those girls right like, they're irritating like they're they are like white privilege to the max uh-huh. but I I feel like they did that on purpose. Yeah. Like, oh, people yeah. People don't realize that is that they think this is just supposed to be like you're supposed to like love all these characters all the time. No. Like, I don't think I loved any of no, them. No, you're supposed to hate them a lot of the time and be like, oh, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah. You know, like that's the point. Yeah. I and you get to know them. Like you relate to different characters at different times. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, yeah. And on that same note, the self destructive tendencies that basically all of the characters tend to have, some more than others, you want to like scream at them sometimes mm-hmm. for making like the same dumbass mis- decisions like all the time. But at the same time, you kind of take a step back and you're like, holy shit, this is basically me. Yeah, like we've all done that before. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. You can kind of relate it to, like, they're all a friend group similar to how Sex in the City, where each of the characters represents a very specific extreme personality mm-hmm. type. Right, but yeah. But they're all friends. Yeah. So. I feel like Shoshana would be an exhausting friend to have. Like, she's one of my favorite characters, but she is so exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Like, she she's talks not like a- that in real life at all. No? She's one of those, like, characters that people meet and then they're like, oh, like, you're yeah, You actually talk, like, half yeah. the speed that you do in the show. Because she talks, like, a million miles an hour. But she's also a friend that you'd like to go hang out with every once in a while. Like, right. you got your chill friend. You got your party friend yeah. yeah for sure all right so you said uh so that was at number two. two and then westworld was at three yeah was that the one that you were gonna pitch was westworld no girls was so oh okay just fuck we just <laughs> talked about it a lot <laughs> uh okay well i mean did we talk about pretty much everything that you were gonna talk about in your pitch yeah and i kind of like that we all pitched it since we've all seen it too. okay yeah well i mean way to do it too Okay. We have all. We all know what that it's good. Well, do you want to talk any more about your uh, your other two, number three, Westworld, and number one, Game of Thrones? Do you uh, want to talk a little bit about? Let Game of Thrones do its own thing. Yeah. Refer to the previous. It kind of speaks episode. for itself. It does. If, if you don't seen... watch it, then you're dumb. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just fucking watch when it. When people yeah. say that they don't, like, oh, they're like, I never got into it. I judge them hard. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why we're. Well, who even are you? <laughs> We've convinced a coworker to I, watch it just because we're like, you're seriously yeah, It yeah. made me angry to have the conversation yeah. over I th- and over and over I again. I think those people um, that uh, – I've noticed a trend in the people that I've talked to that haven't watched it yet. Uh, and that's because they had a hard time, like, getting through the first couple episodes of the first season. And I will go on record saying that I totally get it. Like, it is – I'll, not slow getting started, but compared to what we're seeing now, mm. it's kind of slow getting yeah. started. And there's um, and so many fucking characters. Yeah, it's hard oh to yeah, keep, that, it's hard to keep up with now. Yeah, like, that's, people come back in, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Right, I they died. Google it. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, that was that was another another big thing. Figuring out all, all, all these characters, trying to remember them. So there's that. What about uh, Westworld? Oh God, Westworld. Westworld is on your top three as well. It is, and I uh, we've all seen it. So yeah, I I had some notes that that I wrote about it. Um, I mean, I have all kinds of fucking notes. I mean, just kind of like brief Westworld. It just has so much in it. I mean, you have like the whole idea of the future. You've got you know, the Wild West, mm-hmm. um, just like the robotics, and it's just very well-written, great characters, um, but you can touch on that. Sure, I will. Katie, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Uh, I can go next. Um, okay. What's so, number three? <clears throat> so number three for me was Game of Thrones. Cool. Um, How dare you not put it at number one? (laughs) I think it says a lot. It's on all of our top threes. I'm just joking. I mean, it it, it was really hard for me to to make my top three. I mean, it it wasn't too hard to put Game of Thrones at number one, but there's a lot of quality programming on HBO. So yeah, and I've seen a lot of it. Like I have like uh, I have a lot on my sheet. Um, But yeah, for me, I mean, it's exciting and I love it and I think it's really well done and I love the characters. Um, I think I've just developed a deeper relationship with some of the other HBO shows mm-hmm. where I um, they have a little more nuance, I guess, and it's sure. not so in your face. Like I think a lot of Game of Thrones, like that you can there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of like um, you know, you can kind of develop some theories about things, but, like, it typically gets answered and it is explained. Right. You know what I mean? While other shows, you're just, like, it's almost more like a day in the life of someone, and then you kind of make your own uh, assumptions about how someone's feeling, the character of that person, you know? So, anyway, so with that said... Number two for me is Boardwalk Empire. Cool. Um, I have been meaning to get into it um, because I like uh, Crazy Eyes. What's his name? Steve Buscemi. I don't know if it's... I've heard that that it's actually Buscemi and everybody's always just said Buscemi. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. That'd be like somebody telling me that like Samuel Jackson's name is Samuel Jackson. You just call them that, and then they just accept it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, but it's it's just one of... It's one of the, like, most well-done shows I've ever seen, just as far as, like, not every show needs to be wrapped up in a pretty bow right. at the end. And, like, but it really, like, when you feel like um, it's all come to a close... And you, like, feel like you got, like, some good, like, closure to the show. I feel like that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's definitely, I feel like Boardwalk Empire, that has a lot to do with it. But um, it's basically about Nucky Thompson. And he is kind of running the show in Atlantic City. His brother is the sheriff, mm-hmm. and um, they are, uh, like I said, just kind of running things um, during Prohibition. So he is pretty much a gangster, but he's got this like very um, professional, like public image. Right. People kind of see him as a hero, and it's funny. Most of my favorite shows, um, like in AMC shows and Showtime, and you know whatever. If we're talking about those like 
typically include male characters that like you love them but they're a piece of shit i don't know what that says about me (laughs) my boyfriend is great i got out of that phase but i do think that that like that's like a common thread between a lot of my favorite shows and this is definitely one of them um there's a lot of like family issues and then just the time i think it's a really good period piece like just their outfits and the music and just like what was going on at that time Neither of you guys have seen it, right? No. Correct. Yeah, well, you should watch it. Um, and then my number one is The Sopranos, which um, is actually going to be my pitch, so I won't talk sure. much about it. Yeah, that's cool. What are uh, yours? What? So what are yours? Um, well, first of all, I uh, when you were uh, when you were talking about Game of Thrones, it just it, uh, it reminded me that um, Jamie didn't go into any of her honorable mentions. Did yes. you? Did you have some honorable mentions? Okay, what are your some? Holy shit! What are some of your honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions were more of my like guilty pleasure HBO favorites, something Mm -hmm. I put on if I'm not like wanting some serious drama. Um, So I guess number four, um, moving down from top three, would be uh, Big Little Lies. Okay. Um, And then number five would be Sex in the City, and then Ballers wrapping it up which if you haven't seen ballers i have seen most of the first episode um <laughs> it's just like it's one of those where it's quick episodes. Like first season you're nope, like most nope. of the first episode they're well, 30 minutes long <laughs> here's what happened uh i put it on then i got a little toasted <laughs> and uh and you can take that however you want to interpret it Avocado um, toasted. Uh, <laughs> 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 yep, that's exactly what happened. Um, and and then I kind of like drifted off into La La Land, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to finish that one episode of Ballers. No. Uh, but I really like The Rock, so I do too. Um, yeah. The Rock for president. I, just, I, <laughs> I would vote for him. Little. No, it's a good one because it's like it's um, it kind of opens your eyes. Whether you know, it's obvious. Obviously, you know. Fiction, but I know in the sports world, they just like blow money like crazy, and it's very political. Um, but it's just very fun, lighthearted. It gets into like some drama, but not right. really. Yeah, it seems like a show that if you liked Entourage, um, it seems like mm-hmm. you would like this show. Just um, a different industry, kind of. Right. Um, it it it, it kind of seems like it allows you to live vicariously a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, that's exactly how Entourage came off, for, uh, at least for me. Was that you know you have Vince and basically his Entourage, and you know he. He's basically an up-and-coming actor, but he's he's kind of done, you know, a bun- a few big movies, um, and he's trying to land more roles. Um, but he's still living this very lavish lifestyle because, uh, you know, in Hollywood, in order to um, stay in the public arena, you have to, like, the public has to perceive you as basically successful. So he's, like, buying houses he can't afford and cars he can't afford and stuff. Um, so... Yeah, it's it kind of allows yeah. you to, as a viewer to like live vicariously, mm-hmm. like you know, see what it's like to and have I, a shit ton of money and blow it on stupid shit. And I feel like The Rock's trying to prevent people from doing that quite a bit. Yeah, it seems like oh, that's yeah. kind of like his a different role. angle. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, you know, and like oh, yeah. The Rock 
in his like character and um i had to look up his name rob cordry he's in yeah. like hot tub time machine yeah yeah when their relationship and interactions like i really watch it for him it like, seems like, like really a really funny. odd pair like when i saw the when the show first debuted and i was like oh cool the rock and rob cordry like that seems like a very odd pair because, you know, The Rock is huge and he's very good looking and he's Samoan and then you have Rod Cordry and he's bald he's and, and a white dude. And I he mean, plays that kind of, like, yeah? plays off of that, like his physique and That's like cool. how he's compared to The Rock. So. Well, I'll have to check it out. It um, also has a good soundtrack. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It oh, seems oh, like yeah. it's basically it all like hip hop. Yeah, as soon as that comes on, you you know it's time. Awesome. Okay, well, uh, Katie, what uh, uh, quickly, what are some of your um, honorable mentions? Yeah, so The Wire um, is, yes. I'm not going to order these because they're all great, but um, The Wire, it's, I mean, I think it's rated one of the best HBO shows of all time. Oh, yeah. I think if I, I need to watch it again. I've seen a lot of my favorite HBO series a few times. Um and just to, like, get back into it. But I think – and it was really one of the first. I think, like, Oz and The Wire were two of the first, like, really successful mm-hmm. um, series on HBO. Um, so this one is kind of a different one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the first season of True Detective. Because right. the second season was a pile of shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> – It was terrible. It is basically commonly accepted that we just talk about the first season yeah. and leave the second season out. This is also something that I need to get into. I, I just haven't I had the time. I think hearing about season two prevents me from starting yeah, season one. Yeah, everyone, like, it's totally different. It's like It's like Fargo or it's like – whatever other shows where the the two seasons are about totally different things Mm -hmm. and it's um Matthew McConaughey Woody Harrelson and they dive into this crime there's like a weird like sort of like almost supernatural like weird kind of element going on lingering in the background and then they're great together both of their roles are amazing Matthew McConaughey won a bunch of awards for it it's incredible it's one of the best seasons of television ever um, and then I would I love Sex and the City, but I would have to say Veep. Um, okay. I don't think we have a whole lot of comedy shows on our list. I know you had some yeah. too, but um, Veep is one of the funniest shows out there right now. Yeah, I know you uh, you speak very highly of it, and you uh, before we decided to do this episode, you suggested it to me. Um, I think that I mean. I ha- we we all have quite a, a bit of time to kill before the next season of Game of Thrones, unfortunately. But on the other side of that, fortunately, we have, you know, several shows to keep us occupied mm-hmm. until that time comes along. Yeah, y'all should catch up on that because it is just, it's hilarious. Yeah. And she's won, I don't know how many years in a row for best lead actress in a comedy role yeah, yeah, yeah. i know like she's, she's just swept it every year because she's fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> really louis dreyfus is who i'm talking about by the way oh yeah yeah i know um she well, uh, so. she looks good too oh, like she's gorgeous but she is one i think that it's actresses like that who are leading the way in not um putting a like a cap on age when it comes to female actresses okay because i think that that it has happened in Hollywood a lot, and I think that she's a good, like, example of someone who has been able to, like, keep her career going, and she's still super successful. 
So, cool. but anyway, yeah, y'all should check that out. It's really good. Awesome. Okay. Uh, well, I will start with my top three. Uh, number three uh, coming in is Westworld. Yeah, this show is amazing. Um, and if you haven't seen it, then you should because it's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, why I like it is um, the cinematography is amazing. It rivals some of the shots in Game of Thrones. What Game of Thrones uh, has going for it as far as the, the cinematography is that like they, they actually shoot on location, but they do a lot of like green screen work where they bring in like a giant fucking green screen so they can kind of shoot like, like, you know, what am I trying to say? Like shoot landscape shots um, where they don't really have a landscape. Uh, but with Westworld... You know, you get these big sweeping um, aerial view shots of, I don't know, it, it seems like maybe they, they uh, film in like Utah or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but somewhere where there's a lot of dirt and sand and rocks. And, yeah, that would make it in your teeth. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's beautifully shot. Um, the storyline, as far as storylines for shows, it's fucking incredible. That and the, the whole idea of the show. I haven't looked into anything. I know it's based off of a couple things. There was already a Westworld, like either TV show or a movie or something like that. And then I think there's been maybe a book or something. I, I think Michael Crichton like wrote and filmed the what's orig, what it's originally based on. Which I think it was like in the 80s. Yeah. Or late 70s. Yeah, late 70s, early 80s, somewhere around there. So I, I, I don't have anything to base base the current Westworld off of, but uh, the, the idea and plot line for this is just incredible. You know, the idea that you pay, who knows, thousands, millions of dollars to go um, into a theme park, which is basically an alternate reality almost, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Kind of seems fucking cool. And the idea that they chose the Wild West as the place to do it, I was like, that, that was kind of one of my one of my biggest questions that I was left with with the show is why the Wild West? Like, and I'm still kind of wondering, I mean, maybe you guys have a better idea. Maybe it's not a question that's meant to be answered. Well, I think um, like, I mean, for me at least, like when you think about the Wild West, like you think about violence and you think about sex and you think about like money and that's like, true. and you know what I mean? And it's also, so, these there was very, less like, order. Yeah. Like exaggerated characters and like you kind of had to fend for yourself. And yeah. so, I think that's so that it, it kind of allows you to play any kind of role in, in that universe that you want. Like you can, you know, just walk up to people and shoot them in the fucking face and there's no consequence to that. Um, or so they think. Right. I think my favorite thing about Westworld is more than any other show, I think that it uses the audience almost like I it wraps you in to where you almost feel like you're a character because they play off of like your perception of what's going on oh, yeah. more than like any other show I've ever experienced. And it also completely is a mind fuck <laughs> because like you're watching these like androids being killed. And you're like, oh, but it's just an android. But it looks so real. And right. it's basically doing the same, like, it's desensitizing the viewers like it is, like, the people going to the theme park. Yeah. And then also, like, you're rooting for, like, these, like, people who aren't maybe people. Right. And then you're also, like, rooting for terrible, like, things sometimes. Yeah. You know? Like, 
And there are other shows that do that. Like you're rooting for Walter White to cook some meth or Dexter to kill people. It's just one of those like weird dilemmas. Like a more the whole thing is a big moral dilemma. I think you learn a little bit more about what's going on each episode. Like they don't really give you a huge Mm -hmm. perception of what's going on. You have to learn it, and that's kind of frustrating to some degree. But you also get to have your own ideas and see if those actually come to fruition. Yeah, that's. Um, I, I wrote down uh, why I like it and why I think why I think it's successful for uh, all three of my shows, and basically why I think it's successful just mirrors exactly why I like it. You know, the cinematography, the uh, like you just said, Jamie, the unexpe- unexpected plot twists, um, yeah, and the cliffhangers where you're just like, oh my god, I want it to be next Sunday already. Yeah. <laughs> and that season finale. Oh yeah. yeah. Just I I need to go back and watch it. Um, I mean I'm glad that it got renewed for a second season. It sucks that, you know, it wasn't exactly a year from you know when it first started. But at least we're getting one. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's like early next year that we're getting it. Like, like February or March or something. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing. Yeah. So hopefully. I, mean, I think it got delayed because they were actually trying to cast the characters with actors of the race of the characters and not a bunch of white people that yeah. was a big reason yeah. why really yeah because they huh. were gonna i read an article or saw an interview or something about it but who it's uh who's the director i'm having a um the director of of westworld uh jonathan nolan directed yeah, the first the episode first. Oh, okay um, well and i think it's been different directors but yeah because i think like uh because obviously like there's gonna be other worlds that they're gonna be that oh, are okay. gonna come into play yeah in yeah. the second season yeah i definitely can see that which is gonna require um not the same types of actors that they had in the first season mm-hmm. is my understanding of it so yeah and were they trying to keep that kind of under wraps? Yeah, that's the casting? other thing, too, is, like, they don't want to depict, like, if they're casting a bunch of people, then it's, and it's very obvious, like, what, then what way right. it's going to go in, right. I guess, is yeah. the other thing. That so, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I'm all about for casting all different kinds of people, um, so. Uh, all right. Well, number two is Six Feet Under, and I won't really talk a whole lot about this at all because it is the show that I'm going to be pitching. So, yeah, I just um, I'll just kind of leave it at that. It's a fucking fantastic show. It's probably the show that I've watched the most, like repeatedly on HBO. Uh, so um, it's um, it's not necessarily a binge watchy show because some of the not all the episodes but a lot of the episodes are real heavy hitters where they kind of leave you leave you like holy shit like that was heavy like so, what is life yeah seriously <laughs> what is life what is love baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, and then I'll just go into my number one pick which was Game of Thrones um, and of course we've uh, in our previous episode, uh, and already today we've discussed about why it's so great, particularly Jon Snow's bare ass. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a straight man, and I think that is just bootylicious. <laughs> <laughs> that it's, is peach emoji. No it really <laughs> is. It's just, it's so peach good. I was like, oh, I know he's kind of fucking his aunt right now, but oh, <laughs> dead ass, girl. <laughs> Sexual. Yeah. Um, 
and then Tyrion in the background, like I just waiting for him to whip out his little midget cock. Oh and like, my god! Just be, no. Like, oh yeah! No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I left out one of my honorable mentions. Oh yeah, go and for I it. I want everyone to know about it. I feel like people do, but the leftovers. Okay, yeah. Lindsay started watching this show, my wife. Yeah, um, and. Uh, it's obviously a show that you need to start watching from beginning, yeah. uh, and you can't really jump in because it nope. makes no fucking sense. It still whenever. doesn't make any fucking sense, okay, like, yeah. throughout. And I think that people got frustrated with it, and, like, I think that there were a lot of critics who, de- like, who have said that it's going to go in the canon of great television, but it just didn't. It was just over a lot of people's Is heads. it done? It's done, okay. and it was only three seasons. Right. Um, but... It's and talking about Westworld made me think of that. How you don't know what's going on, and there's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically, the plot is that um, like a a percentage of the world just disappears. Right. And some people think it's a rapture. Some people like people are looking for answers, and so it's the story of people's um, journey on like dealing with it. Do they disappear like kind of overnight or like? Well, it happens like just. Like, people are driving their cars, and, they and just, then just... they disappear, and the car just crashes, like, huh. into other people. So, like, other people die Probably because aliens. of that, you know? Yeah. Could be aliens. It could be whatever. And anyway, the cast is really great, and it is – it's one of those where it leaves you really thinking afterwards. But either way, like, it's just a work of art. Like, it is so – it is so well done. It's just a cool. very odd show. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you uh, ring that back in because um, I know that uh, you and <clears throat> several other people are very high on that show. So I like it. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, some of my honorable mentions. If we had, uh, if we did a top five, um, uh, I don't know what my number, f- what number five would be. Number four would definitely be Silicon Valley, um, and I wanted to bring that into my top three to mix it up because. Uh, the my top three are basically all like dramas with you know action or you know uh, sci-fi ness whatever and I wanted to throw some comedy in there um, and I love Silicon Valley it holds very close to my heart because um, it's basically celebrating um, a particular portion of nerd culture primarily programmers and um, just people that have their ear to the ground in the tech industry. So <clears throat> I kind of, I feel like it has a wide audience, but also a niche audience um, that really kind of enjoy it. It, mm-hmm. it. It's it's like a, it's like a explicit version of the Big Bang Theory, um, at least when the Big Bang Theory got started, because I feel like that show is kind of catered towards nerds and it's kind of expanded to the point where a bigger, much yeah. bigger audience watched watches the Big Bang Theory now. That's kind of what I want to um, compare it to. So, yeah, there's Silicon Valley. Um, Room 104, uh, of course, I think it just wrapped up its first season. Um, I don't know if it's gotten renewed for a second season, uh, but it's an anthology series where every episode is different, um, but every episode takes place in the same room, which is obviously Room 104. A few episodes are a little lighthearted. There's one or two that are kind of funny, but for the most part, they're all like, they're very, very emotional. Some are kind of fucked up. If you've ever watched Black Mirror on Netflix, 
it's a lot like that. Uh, and I know I've talked about Black Mirror so much on the show, and I apologize. The what kind of sets it apart from you know shows like Black Mirror is that it, it's not just about like the consequences of uh, evolving technology. It's <clears throat> it's more just crazy like sci-fi stuff, and sometimes it's um, real world issues and. Uh, like there was one, the I just finished it last night, and there was this one episode where these two uh, MMA fighters, they're both girls, and uh, the one of them, obviously you can only see one, the one girl that's staying in the room 104. She's talking to her agent, and she's really angry that, um, you know, in her contract, she's supposed to stay in like four-star hotels, and this hotel is a motel, um, so obviously she's not being accommodated. And um, so she finds out through her agent that her opponent for the for the fight the next night is staying in the same hotel. And so they she calls her up and invites her over, and they cook up some deal to fix the fight. Hmm. And um, so they call up. I guess I think it was a like a high end bookie, and uh, they they tell her that hey we're going to throw the fight, and. They're like, oh, yeah, we need to tell you which one is going to tap out or whatever. And then they're both looking at each other because uh, they, they both want to get out of MMA fighting, but neither of them want to, yeah. like, lose or, you know, quote, unquote, lose. Um, is a big spoiler alert? Did you just tell us the whole episode? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, that's not really spoiling anything. It. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll stop there. And, and so basically that, that, that all takes place in like the first, like three or four minutes oh, of the okay. episode. Um, so that is kind of like the catalyst for what happens for the rest of the episode. Um, and it's all stuff like that where it's, it's like really intriguing. Um, and the show happened to get like a few, like big, sort of big name actors, um, like James Vanderbeek is in one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and then you remember, uh, fart from the office. Um, you know, there was fart and plop or, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the Dwight oh, yeah, and Jim yeah, yeah. lookalikes. Yeah. Uh, I can never remember the actor's name, but he was the Dwight lookalike. Yeah. yeah he's like a pizza delivery guy in uh-huh. one of them. Uh, that's cool. So that was a pretty entertaining episode. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's great. Uh, the Night Of, which we haven't really talked about. Me and Katie fucking love this show. Jamie, have you seen it at all? Not. Okay, you should. I hear it's, it's amazing. Riz Ahmed, I love him. Yeah, he's he's an attractive young oh, man. He is so sexy. Especially when when he uh, the the transformation he goes through in prison is like is crazy. Um, and, and he's I, in Girls. <clears throat> yeah. Is he? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's in the season. He probably you didn't seen. make it. Okay, I just started it yesterday. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, um, let us know what you think. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the night of is great if you're into crime dramas. It was, uh, of course, uh, James Gandolfini's brainchild. Yeah, which um, made me love it even more. Right. And then last week tonight, uh, which I wanted to throw in there, it's if you go to the series tab on the HBO Go website, um, it is indeed listed in the series, but it is kind of like. You know, kind of like Vice News, where um, mm-hmm. you know, there's show. yeah, where yeah, or a Daily Show, where you know, you get uh, news. But it, it, if you enjoy, you know, like John Stewart or um, Trevor Noah, um, you'll enjoy this. Um, he's also his show has also won a bunch of awards. Um, it won a couple big awards this year at the Emmys. Um, and then Big Little Lies, I enjoyed, and The Deuce, which um, just wrapped, or no, it hasn't wrapped up its mm-hmm. first season yet, but I'm enjoying that uh, very much. 
Okay, well, that wraps up segment two. Uh, let's uh, move on to our last segment, segment three, the pitch. Yay! Yay! Okay. All right, well, should we have a brawl to see who goes first? Battle Royale! Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> That's okay. a little bit nicer. <laughs> I'll do rock, paper, scissors with you, Katie. And whoever wins will do rock, paper, scissors. Well, I already kind of pitched, already, girls. Yeah. So it's really y'all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Why don't you do I'll, okay, I'll just, okay. You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, and okay. then winner, winner will go first? Sure. Okay. Rock, oh, paper, rock, scissors, paper. smash. Oh. Ah, fuck. Rock, paper, scissors. double scissors. Fuck, Double rock. paper. Ah! You got me! Katie wins with the scissors. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for that uh, rock paper play by play for our rock paper scissors uh, impromptu match. Uh, Okay, so my pitch, like I said, whenever I was talking about my top three, is for The Sopranos. It is my favorite show of all time. It is so good. Um, It so it had 111 Emmy nominations with 21 wins. How many nominations? 111. Jesus Christ. Yeah. With 21 wins. Is that some kind of record? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know much about. I mean, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, but so kind of touching on your comment in our special sauce part of the episode. Um, so like the three main directors and writers were David Chase. He was the creator. Okay. Um, and then Terrence Winter who was the creator of Boardwalk Empire. Okay. Mm. Um, and then Matthew Weiner, could be pronounced Weiner, but That's what I, I think thinking. it's Weiner. <laughs> um, he was the creator of Mad Men. Okay. So, like, three obvious, like, superstars. Um, and they took turns, like, directing and writing. Sure. So, same thing. And it's funny because you can definitely tell if you are kind of privy to their other work. Um, watching those episodes and kind of comparing them to the other ones, you can tell that they kind of impart their style on it. Sure. Um, Because it's definitely one of those shows where, like, it might just all be about Tony, the main character, or maybe it's about a couple of characters, and they go off on some kind of, like, you know, thing they're doing, and it talks about that the whole whole episode. It's one of those. Um, But anyway, so it stars James Gandolfini, who Mm -hmm. we mentioned um, in The Night Of, and... Um, he plays Tony Soprano, and he is um, a father and a husband and a mob boss. And bad boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what and, you gonna do? <laughs> so it's him like balancing his home life and his work life, which happens to be organized crime, mm-hmm. um, while he's also dealing with um, some like mental health issues. That yeah, just kind of come into play. Yeah, I know the uh, the the whole going to see the psychiatrist or psychologist mm-hmm. or whatever. I know uh, that's a, a big, pretty big part of the it's show. A huge part of it because when you think about it, like he, it if you're if you have this whole secret profession that you shouldn't be sharing with anyone, but then you're going to see a counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, it it definitely creates an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. and. Um, she becomes a pretty like major character yeah. in the show. Um, but Edie Falco is his wife, and she's absolutely incredible. Um, she's also Nurse Jackie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's just great. Um, but I think that the thing that makes this show so good, I mean, it's a good storyline. I love anything about organized crime, like all my 
favorite shows are pretty much about that. Um, but I think that it's got such dynamic characters. It brings you back to that, like, I love this person and I'm like rooting for them, but they're also a piece of shit <laughs> and they're doing horrible, horrible things, you know? And um, it kind of puts you, gives you that moral dilemma where you're kind of like living vicariously through these people doing terrible things, but then you're also, you love them and want things to work out for them. Um, the daddy right. issues theory. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those kinds of, kinds of deals, but it also just changed the way that I think about shows. Um, for anyone listening who's seen it and then anyone who is interested in just television series on a whole, um, a lot of people did not like the ending. Yeah, I know that it's kind of notorious for um, upsetting many viewers yeah. for the and ending. And I, I think that it kind of gave me a new, um, I, don't, I don't really care so much about the ending anymore. It's like you loved this show for years and you've watched it at least once, if not multiple times. And it's nice when it wraps up neatly with a little bow on top, but at the same time, like, you still experience this great journey with these characters, and you developed relationships with them, and it sort of doesn't matter how it ends. Sure. Like, you should just love it anyway. I just don't think that that should change your mind about a whole show. So I think that that... That definitely helped me with Dexter. I think I have oh, yeah. a much better outlook than the let's, majority of people. Yeah, and let's, let's so not even... anyway, that's that's my pitch. Cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely been on my uh, my quote unquote watch list uh, for quite a while now. It's just um, you know I've been tied up with you yeah. know, Game of Thrones and now just crazy busy personal life shit it's so a, it's a commitment too because i mean it is hour long episodes and it, and it ran for a while didn't it i think it's like seven or eight seasons yeah. and then the last season though is it was like one of those that was split up into two mm. so the last season has like night 19 or, or i think wow. it has like 18 episodes or something like that it's cool. one of those so, okay yeah cool yeah i i mean i definitely like mob and mafia type stuff um and uh andrew the uh the official slash unofficial uh, co-host of my podcast that hasn't really been on in a while. Just because he's been busy, we haven't had a fight. So, yeah, n- know <laughs> we that. Didn't break up. Uh, yeah, we, we, we didn't have, like, a, a man breakup. Uh, both him and Connor, they've been um, super busy. So if any of you listening that have kind of been wondering where the fuck they've been, know that we did not have a fight and break up. That did not happen. They'd just been super busy with work. But what I was saying was Andrew was super high on The Sopranos. Like, he loves, like, The Godfather and just anything that involves, like, the mob and the mafia. Um, Because he's from Chicago. uh, So, yeah, that kind of... That's kind of the one of the big locations for where a lot of mob and mafia stuff went down um, in real life. So. Yeah. Well, I think any kind of like mob mafia stuff, it's not only organized crime, but it's going to be those like big, bold characters. Like mm-hmm. there's no way that you're going to, you know what I mean? Like they're there, they've created a name for themselves like on the street and in their communities. So it's like to put them on the screen and kind of get like a look into their life, even if they're fictional, I just find that to be super interesting. It makes for a good story. Yeah, absolutely. Did you see that episode of Will and Grace where they were talking about the gay mafia? Mm -hmm. And Will was like, there there can't be a gay mafia. What what would that be? Extremely organized crime? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my turn? Yep. My turn. 
So, like I said earlier, I um, I didn't go into any detail about Six Feet Under because it's the show that I'm pitching, and I'm pitching it to Jamie because uh, she's the one person here that hasn't seen it. And I think you'll like it because you tend to like, you know, a lot of dramas and stuff. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's hard for anyone to not like this show, but I would definitely not binge watch it. Uh, or I mean, you could. It, it's it's not impossible to binge watch it. Uh, but like I said earlier, it's it's got a. I mean, it, it's a show that revolves around death. So. Um, so if you're into that kind of binge watching. <laughs> yeah. If if you're not bothered by death or shows that revolve around death, then you'll be fine. But if it's um, you know what the kids are saying nowadays, hashtag trigger warning. Yeah. Then you know. Hashtag trigger warning, whatever. But yeah, it's a uh, it's basically a show about a family. It's a family-owned uh, funeral home in Pasadena, California. And that's one of the things I liked about it because it was in California, my home state. Yeah. But it. Uh, one thing that I didn't, uh, when I was doing research on it to kind of refresh my memory because it's been about a year or so since the last time I rewatched it. One thing I learned was that it had quite a few accolades. Like it during its run, it won like nine Emmy Awards. It won three Screen Actors Guild Awards, three Golden Globes, and a Peabody Award. I'm not exactly sure what a Peabody Award is. It sounds really fucking fancy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so fancy. <laughs> you're not in the That's their theme song. The For the Peabody, Peabody Award. Award. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. But yeah, so if any of that stuff impresses you. It's impressive. Yes. Then, you know, you can. Yeah. I'd watch it. Okay, well, I don't even have to fucking finish no. my pitch then. Well, finish it. What? I want to hear more. It got three Screen Actors Guild Awards? You what? had me at Pasadena. I'm going to leave work right now and go watch it. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'll finish my pitch. <laughs> um, so, uh, and it was on, uh, let's see, it was on Time Magazine's all-time TV, uh, 100 TV shows. I, I don't know if that's the official list title it's kind of weird to say out loud <laughs> uh, it, it seems like it a just, bogus award it doesn't really it. You made it up david yeah. this made the top okay, 10 list of that, the coolest shows that it came ever from wikipedia.org all right so you know it's true oh, yeah, i mean definitely. any what, what's so great about wikipedia is that anyone can go in there and write anything that they want so Sounds you know like it's you true yep. yeah fake news <laughs> fake news fake news wrong wrong wrong, wrong. <laughs> um and uh, so, yeah, um, one, uh, one of the things I like about it is uh, I'm a sucker for great acting and great actors. Every single actor in this show is fucking phenomenal. My favorite is probably Ruth, which is the mom. And I talked with Katie beforehand, uh, whether this was a spoiler or not, but it kind of happens within the first like 10 minutes of the show. And it's kind of essential to sum up the plot but um the dad dies the the one who owns the funeral home um the main owner or really the only owner who who is of course ruth's husband is the catalyst for a lot of what happens in the show so uh so he dies in a car accident and it, a- it actually has a lot of actors that got their start from this show like um like peter kraus or krausa i don't know how to say his last name he went on to be adam braverman uh from parenthood 
Okay. And then Michael C. Hall, which Um, he went on to be Dexter mm -hmm. in Dexter. And it was so funny to see Michael C. Hall be straight in Dexter because he is gay as fuck. Yeah. Mine was opposite. I saw Dexter before I saw Six Feet Under. So it was was really weird for you to... Oh, no. He he is so gay. Um, But he played like... Hedwig and Hedwig and the Angry Inch, like yeah. the Broadway show. Oh yeah, about. he he's uh yeah he's done uh I think quite a few Broadway stuff. Yeah, but he's like a trans uh woman. Okay. In there in that uh, production. Yeah. And so I guess he I mean he does a good job. Yeah. Um. I uh, I don't know about uh Peter Krause, but I know that Michael C. Hall. This was pretty much his first screen. I don't know. It, it was it was basically his first big break in in TV and movies. So one of the things that's kind of neat about the show is that it has a cold open where someone dies at the beginning of every episode. And the way that they die kind of sets the tone for the rest of the show. Like most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, um, they uh, the that person will die. Save it's like a funny way. Like there's an episode where there's an old woman and she gets stuck behind a uh, a truck that um, it's it's kind of like a dump truck. Uh, that is full of blow-up dolls um, that were blown up by helium, and the truck like like hits its brakes really quickly, and the like tarp that's covering it like comes loose, and so all the fucking blow-up dolls start going up, <laughs> like like floating up into the air, and she like. Um, this old woman like sees them and she thinks that they're angels flying around and she's like, God has come. And she like gets out of her car and she runs into the street and gets fucking hit by a car, which (laughs) is unfortunate. It's fictional. Keep that in mind, but it's funny. And it sets Um, the tone. Yeah. And it kind of sets the tone for that particular episode. So that's kind of, um, that's kind of one of the things that the show does is um, uh, it's, uh, you know, has a cold open and someone died with the, it's kind of like CSI. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> except on a on a much different level. Kind of like Breaking Bad, how like it has like some little opening, and then you find yeah. out like how it ties in. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's it's definitely um, similar in that fashion. But yeah, there's a, there's like one uh, another episode um, is uh, one of my favorites is the Christmas episode of the second season. And what happens is a, uh, a Santa Claus, um, he's uh, actually part of a biker gang. And so he like gets his uh, Santa suit on and he hops on his Harley to go to his, you know, Santa gig. And he's like waving at kids. He's like, like they're like, hey, Santa. He's like, oh, oh hello, kids. <laughs> and he like gets into a, a motorcycle accident and dies. In front of all the children? Um, basically, yeah. And the kids, like they don't start crying. They're just like, what? <laughs> Like it's, it's it was kind of odd. Like you see, like a uh, like a wheel like roll by them. <laughs> like oh. that was part of the motorcycle. And they're just like, well, that just happened. Well, it's a pretty morbid show, uh, but in a good way. Yes, but it's um, also like a good like look into their life because it's like if you worked in a funeral home, death would not be as like a scary or morose it's thing. Yeah, it's just your job. Yeah, it's that's a part of life. It's actually yeah. your like. How you're making money. Right. Yeah. That's, um, there's actually one of the notes that I had. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, one of the, uh, one of the things that I really like about the show is that it kind of mo- uh, operates on multiple levels. Um, like there's a surface level where you just see this family who runs this funeral home business 
and they basically have like your average and then not so average you know personal struggles that anyone would deal with like Claire which is the youngest uh, daughter you know she's basically like she has like the old hearse that the family used to own before they upgraded and she kind of gets kind of sort of bullied um, by a few kids at school because like they call her like death girl or some weird name Uh, yeah she's she's a pretty adorable kind of weird character they make Um, uh, enamel pins of that hearse that you can buy really Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to fucking get that yeah next time i see it on instagram i'll send it to you cool and then um there's there's david who is michael c hall's character and his struggle is kind of dealing with being like the good son and like the prodigal son story he's the one that stayed behind um, and help dad helped out with the fam- out, yeah. family business. And also, um, he you kind of get the feeling um, at the show open where he's been gay for a little bit, but as far as being out of the closet to everyone, um, it's still relatively new. And at this point, he he's not out to everyone um, in his family. Like, I, I think he's still in the closet for pretty much all of his family. So he's, like, you know, dating uh, some guy, but none of his family really know yet. Yeah. Um, so he's struggling with that. And then Nate, who is the oldest son, he's basically the prodigal son who comes back. And it's basically Christmas, the first episode. And he's, you know, flying back from wherever he was. I think it was like Northern California or Seattle or something. So he's kind of struggling with, like, being the one who, like, left home to go seek, you know, life's true meaning or whatever you want to call it. Right. And um, he's still trying to find it. So that's that's kind of him. And then Ruth, um, of course, we talked about um, her husband dying in you know the first episode, and now she's trying to find her place in uh, in the world as a single woman for basically the first time in her adult life because you're you're led on to believe that they got married at a, a very young age, um, like as teenagers. Um, so she's kind of like struggling with living her life as a single woman and not having like a husband and you definitely get the idea that like the dad was like kind of like the the nice dad like the um uh rico one of their basically their main um what was his role like he's just like a he's like the embalmer basically yeah Uh, he's just like an extra person that was there yeah, but I mean, he, he did have a story arc, but he put him through like mortuary school or whatever you call it. So he, he kind of had um, the dad has kind of like that vibe of like he's a good dad. But then the sh- as the show goes on, you're kind of led to believe that he had like all these weird little secrets that he didn't tell anyone. And it's kind of le- leaving um, the uh, all the other members of his family, like trying to figure out who their dad really was. Um, so that's an interesting part of the show. And then under that surface level is basically the show um, experimenting with the theme, uh, the overarching theme of death. And, you know, they're all the characters' personal, I, uh, you know, feelings towards death. You know, it touches on like philosophical, religious and existential levels uh, of you know, dealing with death. And like Katie was saying just a few minutes ago, it's what adds to the interest and a lot of the times humor of the show is that they all grew up with dead bodies downstairs. So the fact that there's such a laissez-faire attitude towards death and dead people adds to, uh, it kind of gives it a a level of um, interest and humor that, you know, it's just, you know, okay, there's there's death. Like, um, and that's one of the the interesting themes of the show is that uh, 
it's a different look at death. Like, you know, normal people, they look at death as, you know, this very painful experience for the people that are left behind. But it's almost like looking at death as you're the dying person and you don't have to worry about anything <laughs> anymore. So it's like, uh, also like Katie said, it's it's morbid, but in a very interesting way. I'm trying to figure out if trope is the right word. Uh, I, I guess reoccurring theme or reoccurring... <laughs> Um, part of the show is that the um, each member of the family is, have conversations with uh, their deceased father like he's there um, so he's not like he doesn't look like a ghost or anything like kind of like a weird aura around him like they talk to him like he's basically in the room um, yeah, that's like whenever you were saying, like, should I say he de- he's dead? And I was like, well, yeah, like his dead character is like, right, a, like a character yeah. throughout the whole show. Yeah, it, it, it's not like he dies and then you never see him again. Like, yeah. he's he's basically in every single episode um, because as these characters, you know, they go living their lives, they kind of they talk out loud as if they were talking or like addressing these issues, like to their dad, like asking, you know, Hey dad, I need your help. Right. So, but they're like talking to themselves, but you know, their dad is actually in that scene. So that, that is, is kind of cool. Um, and they also, um, have the, the people that died at the beginning of the episode, they also end up talking to them. Like if like, um, They'll be like, you know, putting makeup on their dead body and then they'll be like right behind them, kind of like looking over their shoulder as they paint or like put makeup on yeah. their dead, yeah, yeah. their own dead body. And they're like, I don't think you're doing a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> and they can like hear them in the. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're talking to the, huh. the person, like the dead person uh, as as if, you know, they're there as well as being on like the gurney or whatever. Right. Um, like there's this one episode where there's this, uh, porn star. She doesn't do porn anymore. Um, but she's, uh, you could tell she's in her like fifties or sixties and her cat accidentally knocks her radio into the bath as she's taking a bath and getting ready for a date. And so she's, uh, getting like, you know, her, uh, her makeup on or something like that, uh, in the mortuary. And it's being done by Michael C. Hall's character, uh, who, like I said, is gay and, uh, she's like standing right behind him or something like that. And she's like, this really not doing anything for you. My big fake ass tits. <laughs> like it's really not giving you any kind of boner or anything. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, little funny quirks like right, that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean that, that basically covers, you know, everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, I wrote down a couple interesting trivia things. Uh, like the show was, um, renewed for a second season only after a week of the first episode being aired. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I wrote down that it was Michael C. Hall's first screen role. But of course, that kind of came up organically already. So that's that's pretty much uh, that's my pitch. Was there anything else that you two ladies wanted to uh, wanted to cover? Uh, I had some like upcoming favorites, but I think we kind of touched on those like the deuce and Westworld is really like I mean, it's yeah, that's kind of the one I feel like we're. We're all waiting on. Insecure would be one. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Woo! That was a good one. Yeah, this was fun. I'm so glad we did this. Um, and uh, it was a little bit longer than our Game of Thrones episode. And guess what? 
I remembered to turn my motherfucking uh, audio controller on this time. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to rub that one in. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm I'm a good one at rubbing things. Uh, I'm, Wonderful. Yes. All right. Well, dear audience, thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode. Katie and Jamie, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. I greatly appreciate it. This was a fucking blast. Um, thank you. And thank I you. hope that you are open to doing more episodes in the future. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, we will see you later. Make sure you follow us on all our social media stuff, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review, which we would greatly appreciate. Um, helps us out a lot. And yeah, we will see you very soon. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>